What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Professional Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Gunter, and this week we have a bit of a unique show. So typically this show is done weekly, and that was certainly my intention. Uh, I also didn't intend to start the show amidst the biggest global pandemic that our generation has ever known, but that's where we are. So I'm going to divert from uh, the typical themes that we try and focus on here and uh, dive into something a little bit more topical, and that is coronavirus. So uh, like most of you, you're, you're probably tired of hearing about it, um, but you're also still probably confused as to how great of a threat is it really? Uh, to what extent do we really need to be preparing ourselves? And more than that, um, I, I think, you know, as we talk about this at a macro level, uh, there's probably a lot of questions that folks out there have. I know I do around what happens if you actually contract it? Well, like most things, uh, it's not until it hits close to home that uh, we really force to kind of come to terms with some of these things. And uh, for me, uh, one of my closest friends, Noah Savage, uh, contracted coronavirus. He lives in New York City. He is a comedian. He's a uh, NCAA basketball announcer for ESPN. And he has a day job while doing all of that. And purely coincidentally, he was going to be uh, next week's guest. But upon finding out that uh, he contracted coronavirus, he's been really vocal about what he's experiencing with regards to how he found out, testing, the symptoms that he had. And uh, thankfully, he's more than happy to kind of share what he's going through, which I think is a really important conversation to have right now. You know, what this what this conversation today is not going to be, we're not going to be analyzing the socioeconomic impacts of coronavirus. Uh, we're not going to dive too deeply into what is prevention and, and how far should we go in that regard. And we are certainly not doctors. I think if anyone's listened to the show, no one was going to be confused about that to begin with. But what we do want to do is give everyone a little bit of an insight from a firsthand perspective with regard to what it's like to actually be experiencing coronavirus. And I think it's really insightful. And, you know, Noah is incredibly positive. He can tend to find levity in any situation. So one thing I want to say is, is please don't think that anyone is taking this lightly. It, quite, quite the contrary, you know, but uh, I think no matter what we're experiencing, it, it's always beneficial to, you know, stay positive and uh, find laughter where you can. So, before we dive into this, you know, the situation is rapidly unfolding. Uh, I think we're all watching it really closely. But if you have questions, where I'm finding to be, you know, th the best source of information, and it makes sense, is, uh, you know, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Go to cdc.gov. They're constantly updating information around coronavirus, what you can do to prevent spread. If you believe you've contracted it, what are the proper steps to take? So please be sure to defer to a, a legitimate source like that. But with that said, um, please listen in. It, it's a really great conversation. And, and, you know, for all those who are concerned, Noah's doing really well. He's been struggling, but uh, he's going to kind of talk about what that experience has been like. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy the show. And then uh, Sonia and I will also be catching up at the end of it briefly. It's going to be a little bit different than our standard takeaway segment, but it's one of our best friends and we're really concerned about him. So we definitely want to talk that through. All right, listen up and welcome Noah to the show. 
How are you feeling? I feel a little better. I mean, um, you know, like I, I woke up today without like sweating through all my clothes for the first time in like four days oh, and uh, like not getting up at like 5 a.m. to have to like hop in the shower and like warm up. I still have a little cold, little like like cough, like chest tightness. Yeah. But overall, the energy is way better. And like the uh, I th- feel like I'm through the worst part. And uh you know, now I'm just like mentally like, oh my God, like I was so tired and so sick for like the past four days that it didn't even, uh, or maybe I was in a state of survival. Like literally mm. the NBA cancels, the NCAA March Madness <laughs> goes bye-bye. And then it's like, you sit there, you go like, oh my God, but this is crazy though. It's crazy. It's so confusing. Like, I yeah. think that's how most people feel because on the one hand, I guess just to dive right into it, right? Like the word is, and I'm really curious to get your perspective on this, but like as it's being portrayed in the media, it's like, look, if you're young, if you're healthy, like odds are overwhelmingly like you're going to be okay. However, if you're over a certain age, if you have underlying health risks, like you then have like a higher chance of, of, of getting sick and, and possibly, you know, just not to beat around the bush, but dying, right? Like, yeah. But it's like, if you don't meet any of those criteria, like you're probably going to be fine. So you yeah. get that information like, oh, okay, well, this really isn't that big of a deal. But then to your point, the NBA gets canceled. March Madness gets canceled. All these professional, like universities, like shut her up. Well, you know what else is like me and you, you know, we, we graduate college and basically the financial crisis happens. Right. And there was this sense of like doom for at least the first three years we were in adulthood. And we finally got out of that. You know what I'm saying? Like we're doing well. Like a lot of people I know are like doing well. And now the stock market goes, you know, straight down. And you're like, are we just going to head for another period of like recession? And like that, that feeling of like, everything's going badly again. I mean, it sucks. It's like, you know, as much as obviously the health is, is a bigger deal, but it's like, man, I just feel like we were finally getting stuff on track around here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel like. But, you know, like, I feel like I'm through the through the worst of this. And it was like, it came on as a little, like, kind of persistent dry cough. And then I got a really bad fever. And then my fatigue was through the roof and, like, terrible body aches. So when did, when did this happen? Because what uh, we're doing this today, and normally I don't care about the date, but this is actually right. important. So today's Monday the 16th. So yeah. when, when, did, when did this start? Like when, I guess, did you first notice the symptoms? So last Monday would be what, the 9th? Yeah. So if the my, 10th. If my math serves me yeah. well. So the 10th I was working and I was like, I had a little cough and I kept being like, yeah, like I think that this is it. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like I should go home because my job is going medical office to medical office doing sales. Right. And I was like, well, I just want to be safe because I'm literally going from office to office. So right. I went home, called my doctor. They did a telemedicine consultation. And then they were like, do you have chest tightness all the time? And I was like, yes. And they were like, all the time. And I'm like, yep. And I have an underlying health condition. So they were, able to get me in and get me tested. 
And that was like Wednesday, I think. And I didn't get the results till Saturday afternoon night. So yeah. 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 What what would have happened had you not had an underlying condition? They would have just said, look, you probably have it. Or even if you don't stay home. Yeah. Um, You know, the same thing they're telling everybody right now actually applies if you have it, which is like, stay in your damn house, stay away from people like wait it out. And, you know, I'm supposed to wait till I'm symptom free. And then another three days, but then sometimes I hear the guy Fauci on the TV going, well, you need to, you need two p- negative tests at the end of it. Okay. 24 hours apart from each other. But I'm like, but I thought we're not testing people. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so confusing. But, you know, the main thing is like, this was the severity of like a flu or like a very bad cold. That's what it felt yeah. like. So that's what I was going to ask you. Like it had all of this had there not been so much awareness around coronavirus, like would you even have thought anything of this at first? I would have stayed home sick. I was that yeah, bad. It was that bad. But I would have been like, man, I have a, I don't know, upper respiratory infection or a cold or maybe I have bronchitis. You know, like that's what it felt like. Yeah. And then like, cause you've had the flu before I imagine or something, right? Oh yeah. And I think three weeks ago I had the flu really bad. <laughs> oh, I think I had the flu and then I recovered for like, five days and then I like got coronavirus. Oh Jesus. Um, so, so, so comparing the two. Yeah. Like how I, didn't get swab- I didn't get swabbed for the flu. So I don't know if that was it or if that was not, but like I was like throwing up like crazy with the flu. Yeah. A lot of GI stuff, diarrhea, fever, oh. terrible fever. <laughs> um, and then that I went in. <laughs> I mean, I'm just keeping it real. I don't care. Yeah, thank you. No, please. That's what the people are here for. And then I, you know, after three days of that, I basically transitioned into like a really like heavy, like productive phlegmy cough, hmm. like, like very gross coughing. And then that kind of went away. And then when the cough came back, it was like a non-productive, like dry cough. That's like, you can't stop coughing, but nothing's happening. Nothing's coming up. Yeah. So how would you compare the two? I mean, the flu three weeks ago was way worse. It was way worse because that puking and that like you can't even get out of bed or move your hair, you know, you like move your head. You're feeling like you're going to like vomit again. Yeah. But like, you know, the last three days of this, I was so fatigued and so sore in my body that like my back hurt laying the way I'm laying now on the bed. Like, right. It hurt my back to be on a bed. I had to like move to the side, move to the other side. Like sometimes I would just like stand up and go in the shower. Yeah. Because it was so freaking unpleasant. But, you know, it's it's bad, but it's like, you know, I I don't know if it was uh, I'm just trying to keep it away from other people like it was, it was survivable, you know, for me, knock on wood. Yeah, that's what that's like what's so crazy. So one, like it, it is officially a pandemic, right? Like that word alone just like scares people, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like necessarily like fatal on a large scale for it to be a pandemic. Yeah. Right. So like, I think a lot of people are like, well, how like bad is this thing? So to your point, it sounds like it's bad, but it might not be as bad as the flu for people who've had that or some other similar stomach bug. Is that fair? Yeah. But the issue is this is more spreadable than the flu, right? The yeah. flu. And again, we're, this is like armchair quarterback. We're not medical experts, but I'm just like passing along the research I know, which is the flu. You could spread to 1.5 people on average. This one you spread, I think, to like three or four people on average. Right. So if you put that through everybody, that's a way more contagious disease. 
And then the people who are vulnerable, who have had an illness, a chronic illness, or are old, like right. it's 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 more fatal than the flu. I mean, that's information I have. Yeah, that's why we're supposed to all stay home right now. Yeah, and I think that's important because, and I guess the reason I say it's so confusing is I understand why people have the thought, "Oh well, I'm young, I'm fine. Even if I do get it, what's the worst I get? Like two two weeks off work." Yeah, you know what I mean, no, I get that mentality it, too. But yeah, but it's like. But when you cancel March Madness, right? And the NBA, don't you go? Holy shit, that has yes. never happened before. I better listen to the CDC. And let's say this is an overreaction. Fine, mm-hmm. let's overreact for a couple weeks, and we can all have a laugh about it in two weeks. Like, yeah, it's like go home, like get a bunch of beer and drink at your house. Like that's all. Like, like <laughs> they shut down every bar and restaurant in New York. Yeah, like, that's crazy. So it's that is, I hope that's an overreaction. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. I think any reasonable person is like, look, we hope that we're over preparing it. Well, I don't mean I'm using prepare loosely. We hope that we're overreacting. Right. Right. But I think what uh, there's not, I feel like I've never heard anyone yet who has actually contracted it talk. So I think your perspective right now is really important for people. Yeah. And I think I'm lucky that I got to get a test um, because I could kind of pinpoint where I thought I may have, um, been exposed. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into details of that. And then okay. I, I could, you know, I have an underlying health condition and then I just was honest about my symptoms and they were like, really? And I was like, yeah. So they had, they gave me a test and it was maybe right before they, they started maybe not testing somebody like me. But part of the reason is I didn't want to be going office to office and spreading around other people. So I'm like, if you're willing to test me, I don't feel very good. I'm I'm someone at risk. I want to go and and get tested. So that's what was that? why I went tested. No, yeah, and you should. What what, what was the testing process like? Because we keep talking about these tests. There's not enough of them. What was what is the test? It's a super long swab. Yeah, it's about two and a half feet long. They <laughs> shove it up your nose like four times, <sighs> so it goes super deep into your like brain. It okay. feels terrible. Like it Ugh. makes your eyes tear up and then you like sneeze and cough and you're just like, Wah. and and they're like, well, that was one, you know, it sucks. <laughs> okay. So, so is that, and that's the extent of the test. It's just like nasal swab. Yeah. They nasal swab you and then they, uh, like shove it in a little, you know, like little test tube. They send it off to the lab, but they and- were like annoyed at me. They were like, okay, bro, we'll test you. And then like four days later they were like, yeah, you have it. And I was like, I thought so. Thank you. Even, so they were giving you tood for coming in? Why? Because like they uh, have... Maybe that was my own interpretation, okay. but that's how I saw it. I think you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So then the, the thing that you said that actually was kind of shocking to me is how, how many days did it take for you to actually find out if you actually had it? I think like three, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. So oh. yeah, about three days, I think. God, that seems... That seems too long, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I understand there's probably a lot of logistical steps that go into like getting that test out. But what's funny back, but man, you know, you could have argued that, you know, if I, if I got tested or I didn't get tested, it's the same treatment for me, right? It's stay home. It's a lot of fluids. It's Tylenol. Okay. Whatever. Um, you know, the other reason I got tested was I didn't want to, if it wasn't Corona, I thought maybe I was getting pneumonia and I wanted to make sure I didn't have bacterial pneumonia in my lungs. 
So like, in other words, like I wanted to like rule it out almost so that I could yeah. get treated because I was feeling so horrible and my breathing, especially, but, uh, you know, people are like contacting me and being like, damn, when's the last time I saw you? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, <laughs> do, you, do you feel bad? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, then you got to be staying away from people. Everybody, whether you feel good or bad yeah. is supposed to just social distance right now and just like chill out and hopefully stop the spread of this. And then we can all go back to normal. So that's actually a really good point. And you, for the people who don't know, because your podcast uh, just, I mean, coincidentally is airing next week. We're going to air this before, but uh, you oh, have wow. a lovely, a lovely wife. <laughs> yeah. Alyssa is, a, I mean, she, she lives with you. <laughs> yeah. Is Alyssa experiencing any symptoms? No, she feels pretty good. Really? <laughs> yeah. And now d does she, okay. So, I mean, knowing that like tests are in short supply and that the treatment is basically the same, whether you're waiting to find out if you have it or if it's confirmed that you have it, like, does she need to go get tested or no, because they just she's already in quarantine. she has it? Yeah. Like she, she's already in quarantine because she's around me. So right. like, there's no need for that because she, even if she had symptoms, what's she going to do? She's got to stay in quarantine. Right. But she's been around me and I have it. So we're yeah. not going to like use another test that could be used for someone who needs it more. Yeah. And you guys are, you, I mean, how big is your apartment? If you don't mind sharing the square footage with everyone I don't, who has an I, 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 I can't guess square footage, but <laughs> I have a bedroom. Look, I'm lucky. I have a one bedroom. So yeah, you're in a New York city apartment. It's, it's very just, nice. Yeah. It's the size of a king bed and three feet. And then the other room is like another version of that. Yeah. In, in <laughs> what do you think? It's 800 square feet. That's no, I think it's, it's nice. Brick walls. Yeah. West West Village, great, great area. Ballin. You guys are crushing it. Thanks, man. Minus the coronavirus. So, I mean, you guys live in such close, close quarters is what I'm getting at. Like, you, 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 there's no way you can quarantine yourself from each other. So you guys are just in it together. Right? Yeah, we already were like, look, we're not going to be able to do that. So, like, if somebody gets it, the other person is going to be exposed. So we're just, we're just rolling with that. So... Okay, so here's here's my problem with all of this, and maybe I should do more digging into like what the government is actually telling people to do. Mm -hmm. But like, what did the doctor tell you as far as being able to be confident that you're no longer contagious? Like, because it, it sounds like the answer you gave me there was already some confusion. They're like, oh, it's X number of days, and it's like, well, you actually, according to uh, no, they said three days after my last symptom or seven days from the start. I'm already on day six of the start, but I still have like mm. mad symptoms. But then on, according to, you know, the press it? conference I just saw, right. it was, well, you're going to have to be swabbed and test negative twice, 24 hours apart from each other. But I'm like, are you telling me I'm supposed to use three tests per patient? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I get tested at the beginning. I also get tested at the end. It doesn't make sense. So yeah. I'm just going to be, I'm going to be inside for another week and be extra careful. Like if I don't, if I feel fine and dandy, I'm going to wait another three days because that's what my physician told me to do. Yeah. Well, the other thing I was wanted to ask you too is like, what sort of precautions did the doctor take when you oh. came into their office and they, you know, there's yeah. a, a, you're like a clearly like high risk, high likelihood that you have it. Like what sort of precautions, what sort of precautions did they tell you to take commuting from your apartment to their office? And then like, what sort of precautions did they take? Like when you showed up, I guess probably in, in the lobby. Yeah. Well, they didn't tell me any instructions how to get there, but they said, show up in the lobby, call us. 
They came downstairs with a mask and with gloves for me. They were masked and gloved up. They put me in a mask. They put me in gloves. They brought me directly in the room. They swabbed me. And then they just brought me immediately out. Like I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't say hi to anybody. And then I just walked home with the mask on. Yeah. And people were like, you know, I was just walking through a beautiful day in the village. And like, I was like, hey, you know, people are looking at me because I'm like, you know, wearing a mask. And I'm like, guys, like, look on the news. You know, so (laughs) it's surreal. I mean, it's such a surreal experience because like I'll go out of my little fire escape and you look around and you go, it's a beautiful day. There's birds chirping and you're like, man, this is like we're cities on on lockdown starting in like 20 minutes. It's nuts. Yeah. So did they prescribe you anything? No. It's just Tylenol and rest. Yeah. They were like rest, fluids, get like chill. That's it. So that's why it's kind of like, you know, everybody needs to do the same thing. Like stay away from people. Don't gather in groups, like stay in your house. If you, you know, people are, are blowing me up and being like, you think I have it? I have blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Right. But if you're not like in like oppressive situation, you actually probably shouldn't go get tested. Hmm. That makes sense. Well, and it's tough too. Like, cause we're out in the burbs. I mean, in some ways we're out like in the straight up country and we've been basically self quarantined because we've got three kids. Yeah. And we have a lot of like loved ones who are in that category of high risk, either because of age or underlying conditions. And so it's like, we just, you know what I mean? Want to close ourselves off because yeah. we don't want to help spread it around. Yeah. And like we, what's today? Monday. So Sunday, we just like, we, we went to the, we went basically not to the park, but there's like a big field of the local high school. And we're like, we got to get the kids outside. Yeah. We got to let them go ride their scooters. We want to run around a little bit. And so we were like determined not to come within six feet of anyone. Like this yeah. was just going to be a family excursion. And like, sure enough, someone brings a dog to the park yep. or the high school. They run over, they want to talk. And it, it is like so hard not to interact because we just felt like, are we being crazy? Yeah. And like, then you are, throw the, the social like political stuff into it where people are like, oh, you believe that stuff? It's I like, know that's yeah. The politicizing of it's driving me crazy. It's amazing. Like, you know, there's that big video of Nashville downtown, like nobody beats Nashville downtown. They're all outside. Like the Florida beaches are packed. Right. I just like hope to God that those people are actually right. But, you know, I got it. So I maybe I'm a little biased. Well, no, I agree. But like that, it's almost like the arrogance of it. Like, I agree. I hope they're right. And I hope we're completely overreacting. And I hope we're over, you know, being overly cautious. Yeah. But in the event that we're not, you know what I mean? Like, here's the thing that keeps driving me nuts about these, like, death counts. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, look how low it is. Like, it's lower than the flu. Well, number one, this season's not over yet. Yeah. And, like, when you listen to people who are uh, specialists or experts on the subject, they're like, this thing's just getting ramped up. So, like, using just a true, like, comparison of, like, what's the death toll now versus what did flu do last year? Like, But the flu... Not- we did the flu numbers are with the NBA fully running with public transit, fully running with Mm. no restrictions, with no social distancing. Like those numbers are with life as usual. Right. So, so we've already gone away from life as usual. So you can't compare them anymore because there's already been a ton of measures to slow this thing. And these are the numbers in spite of those, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, and, but you know what drives me nuts though, is like, you got to think about it. Like, okay. Yes, the numbers hopefully stay low. I don't want them to go up because I don't want anyone to be proven wrong. Like, let me start by saying that. Right. But it's like, 
for that person who god forbid like who lives in washington and did lose their grandfather yeah because he was, like that matters it yeah. mattered a whole heck of a lot to that person yeah no doubt so, so it's like the arrogance of people who are just like oh number one who have no clue because they're not a doctor right you know what i mean it's like just show some caution like show some restraint like clearly to your point the nba shut down universities are shut down there's international travel bans like dude do you think the that march madness shuts down when there's no problem like right. that's there's one of the so biggest money makers money. Yeah. in the world you think that like everybody involved in march madness leans one way politically or another way like it, it's it's crazy to think that there's like i don't know i when when march madness shut down when nba shut down i was like oh my god this is like a big deal yeah Cause there's so much money. It's such a machine. Like that thing does not slow down for anything. Yeah. This is like unprecedented. So where's your mental state right now? It's we were talking about this a little bit before we got going. You're yeah. a pretty upbeat, positive guy. And I feel, I feel better after talking to you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was actually like, you know, today was a little rougher cause I'm just been in the house for now six days, but you know, overall, I'm like actually pretty surprised at, at how, you know, like people are saying like, all right, people are buying a bunch of uh, toilet paper. So they're like panicking. But I'm like, yeah. by and large, people are actually like pretty well adjusted to this. Like, given how fast it's gone from Sunday until now. Yeah, I think people overall are taking it pretty well. So I'm just trying to like be like, all right, I got to stay in the house. Like it's got like a million movies. Like it's not like there's no power, no Internet. Like. It's really not right. that bad. Yeah. You go order Netflix. I mean, you could order you could order Seamless and you could have them drop it in your lobby or your hall. Like like you don't even have to like not eat takeout, you know? Yeah. Well, because we lived through Sandy together. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Sandy and then that was madness. And and 9-11, when you think about like Yeah, I wasn't for 9-11, but we, we yeah. have these like, you know, as New Yorkers, like these experiences where you go, holy shit, this is not normal life anymore. And it just kicks you into like being like a person mode. And it's surprising like how certain people have not adjusted to that mode as fast as other people, you know, like I'll be talking to like a friend and they're like, yeah, but I don't have any more paid time off. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to be home. So they're going to have to figure <laughs> that out for you, buddy. Like it doesn't matter because like, yeah. we're going to be on lockdown. And I called this three days ago. So I hope we are able to like achieve a great dent into this in in two weeks of like lockdown, you know? Yeah, I know. I hope so too. Um, so here's something I've been thinking about. Yeah. I, jo I was joking about it with you over text. Yeah. Uh, and not to make light of the situation, but I can't help it. Like I kind of have to feel like once you've contracted it, like the world's kind of your oyster after that. Yeah. But you know what? We don't know that. Mm. And, and if you think about like, like the common colds of virus, right? Yeah. You could get that four times a year. You could get that six times a year. So they don't actually know if you get it once, if that means you're not going to get it again. So that's what I was going to ask you. Did, did, so, okay. So it, was that what you got from your doctor? Like, did they, did they talk about that at all? Cause my concern no. is like, okay, no, they didn't talk to you about they it. They didn't all. say how long I'm going to have it. They didn't say yeah. I could get it again. They just said, stay home, get better. If anything gets worse, you call us immediately. Um, that's it. You know what I mean? But like, People keep asking me that. And then the other thing people ask me is, well, where'd you get it? Like, yeah. how could I know that? <laughs> I live in New York City. Like, I could have got it from any handshake, doorknob, subway rail. Like, right. how could I possibly know that? 
We're going to assume underground uh, poker game. <laughs> Just for the listeners. <laughs> la, la, la. I don't play those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because that's what I'm wondering is like, okay, so like, let's say you have it. You know what I mean? You get through it. You're done. Like, I should probably ask a doctor. But like, you can, can you still be a carrier of it? Even though like you've built up hopefully an immunity to it. Do you know what I mean? They didn't tell you anything? Okay. We're going to get a doctor on. Yeah, you have a doctor on. But, like, <laughs> but I think that the message is, as because I got to go eat my takeout. Yeah, yeah. The message is like, okay, let's say you do get sick or you do have it. I had it. It was unpleasant. I'm over the worst part. And then the second thing is just like, stay away from people. Just do the right thing for a couple weeks and let's see like what happens. Don't be some tough guy and be like, well, I feel great. Like, let me go to the bars. I mean, what, what do you gain out of that versus like just being careful yeah. and then we can all go to the bars together when, when this is over, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Um, okay, let me think. Was there anything else I wanted to ask you? I think the, the big thing is part, parting shots. Yeah. What do, you, what do you want people to know? Is there anything we haven't covered that you think is important? Because right now, all of this is basically just what people are getting from the news cycle as someone who's actually contracted it dealing with it any anything else that the listener should be aware of um no i mean you know once again i think people are gonna be like well why did i get tested i have a i have a breathing condition that puts me at higher risk i didn't want to yeah. have to be hospitalized so that's why i called my doctor and only after i consulted my doctor via video conference they said come in and get a test so i was yeah. just following their direction but, you know, you get a couple sniffles, don't run in and try to get a test now unless you talk to your doctor. So I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. But just to get Couldn't the word out that from it, <laughs> <laughs> like just to get the word out that, you know what, like I have it. OK, it's like it's bad. It's not like, you know, I'm talking to you. I sound OK. Yeah. Um, But like that. Yeah, you can get it. So <laughs> stay your ass home. <laughs> Yeah, no, and uh, I know you got to get your takeout, and uh, I know you're probably exhausted. <laughs> but uh, dude, like I was, I didn't tell you, but like before this call, like I kind of feel I just not, I don't feel great today, and like with you know, I, it's probably nothing. Yeah, like we're not going anywhere, so it really doesn't matter. Like we're we're already kind of quarantined, anyways. But yeah, it's just like the paranoia too. Um, yeah, like oh god, like what what like I just coughed a little bit. Like is that it or uh, yeah. I kind of have a little tightness of breath? You know, it's just. Yeah. This thing is as much mental right now as it is physical. But again, the reality is like for a lot of people, it literally is life or death. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I certainly don't want to like trivialize it in any way. Um, yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it, Noah. I hope you feel better. Thanks, man. Well, uh, you know where to find me. I'll be here. We can do another one. Let's do it. Hey, And the other thing, too, for people who do listen to this, your podcast has launched. Yeah. And you're stuck in the house. You guys are you guys are ripping out podcasts yeah. at rapid pace. The world, according to Noah Savage on iTunes and Spotify, and uh, you know me and Alyssa Wolf are pumping them out. And we did like one that was just all the coronavirus stuff, and then the last one we covered a lot of that. And then we just got into like talking about the stupid reality TV shows we watch. Like you know, have some fun because we're I'm honestly tired of talking about this. Yeah, and I'm sure the world is tired of hearing about it. So just have some fun. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll make sure to link to that so people can check it out, but, uh, all right, buddy, feel better. Uh, yeah, man, <laughs> stay the course with the quarantine and, uh, let us know <laughs> if you can help it anyway. All right, man. Thanks. All right, buddy.
Mommy. You better go ask Mommy, Daddy. <laughs> All right, and welcome to another section of Run It By My Wife. Hey, Sonia. Hey, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? It's a little later than uh, we normally do these. Yeah, I'm tired. But desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> yep. Well, we're doing this one kind of uh, off the cuff because it is so, you know, timely, right? Like mm-hmm. this coronavirus stuff is crazy. Yeah, it's scary. We're under quarantine. We are. Well, self-quarantine. Yeah. New York City is under legit quarantine. Like by the, yeah. t- by the time this gets released, which hopefully is going to be Wednesday morning, like I think they're under like quarantine. Like, yeah, they're locking it down. No, they are scary. I know. I know. Um, well, we like everyone has been talking about this a lot. Bless you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we know it's going to spread. Oh my God. I just sneezed. Oh geez. Stop. (laughs) We know the projections like it's, this is not, uh, it's not slowing down anytime soon, unfortunately, but uh, still it like it hits close to home when you find out like a close friend has it. Yeah. And that was the first time I had ever heard anyone who's had it talk about it, which I mean, not like we watch, we watch the news all the time, but we watch it a fair amount. Yeah. And I hate the news. So let me start by saying that, but I feel like in all the news that we have watched, I really haven't seen them interview very many people who actually have it. Yeah. So I was really interested to talk to Noah. One, I just want to hear how he's doing, but two, like, what is it actually like? Yeah. It sounds miserable. It does sound miserable. It sounds miserable. And that's a sense I got from him too. Like he's super upbeat, but he just looked like white. Like he's just been physically battling this. Like he said for six days. Yeah. And it probably doesn't help that he was, had the actual flu a couple weeks before. Oh God, I know. So he was just kind of like back to back. Yeah. That's it's really man. rough. That's, <laughs> Poor brutal. Noah. that's brutal. Um, so what did you think after hearing Noah kind of like describe what he's been going through? Like, did it change you? the way you feel about coronavirus at all, more the same? Yeah, well, I felt, I I guess like people are making a big deal about it and it's like uh, people are terrified, but they're also making light of how it affects younger people. Yeah. So I I was surprised a little to see how terrible it, it had been for him because I thought like for younger people, it was maybe more mild. So that just makes me think it's, like it's so much scarier because yeah. if we got it, yeah, we'd be fine, but we still have to care for three little children. Yeah. And I was thinking be... that too. Well, and it's like everyone's measuring thing and for good reason, I get it. And I look at the same numbers, but like they're looking at everything in terms of like fatalities. Right. And what's mm-hmm. kind of getting lost is like, okay, yes, that is worst case scenario. No one wants that. We're all trying to avoid it. Um, but yeah, there is this perception of like, Hey, look, if you're a young person, like, Hey, it's just like a mild version of the flu, but like talking like, no, like for some people, and it's not the case for everyone. Cause it sounds like it kind of expresses itself differently in each individual. But like for him, like it sucks. Like he's six days in yeah, and he still feels horrible and he still feels bad. Yeah. It's, so it's like, you don't want this. Like I, we, we talked about it a little bit, like, and I said arrogance and I, maybe it's like these people who are still going out to like bars and Ugh, I think big, it's just selfishness. It's, I hate it. It's so annoying. Yeah. But I, yeah. And I, I, I think, I think you're totally justified 
in feeling that way. I also can like wrap my head around why these people are doing it. I think it's like part arrogance, part just being completely naive. Like hopefully this makes people realize like, look, even if you are young and you get it and you survive it, like it sucks and it's highly contagious. (laughs) Yeah. Like you don't want this. Yeah. What's crazy is that Alyssa doesn't have any I know. Symptoms. I hope she it's doesn't. So crazy. I, yeah, I hope she stays that way. But I guess, like, it, from what I understand, if he's been sick for sick for six days now, mm-hmm. and then they say you're contagious for about what is it, five to seven days before you start to get symptoms. I feel like that's what they're saying. So yeah. she's been around him for almost two weeks. Oh yeah, and so, doesn't like while he's contagious, right? So it's crazy. Maybe she just. It's like a carrier, like... Yeah, and it's just like not going to express itself in the symptoms that he's getting. Yeah, that would be ideal. It's wild. Um, But yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, we launched this podcast. And for us, it's a big thing. But like in the grand (laughs) scheme of like what's going on right now, it's kind of wild that like we're starting to document conversations while this like crazy pandemic's going on around us. Yeah. The other thing that's probably going to throw people off and we're, we're tipping our hand is uh, we pre-recorded some of these a few weeks out. So like, I'm still going to release Noah's interview that we did a few weeks ago Yeah. <laughs> next Tuesday. But for people who listen to this one first, like, <laughs> like it's funny, they're going to get introduced to like sick coronavirus Noah. And then a week later, they're going to hear like upbeat, hilarious. Yeah. Coronavirus, not a big issue. Noah. Yeah. Poor small shop here. Yeah. Okay. I don't, we don't have the production staff to get this stuff turned around quickly with the exception of this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so if people are still listening, I think the big takeaway, right. Is like, just, you know, the CDC is, um, constantly updating with information. There's a lot of bad information out there, which really frustrates me. Oh my God. I know. And I really am like, just so tired of it being politicized on both sides. Like, I don't ever want to talk politics on this podcast ever, and I'm not going to start today. But that's like the one thing that I want to say is like, just go out and educate yourself, you know, from like a reputable source Mm -hmm. and try and understand what you can do to protect yourself, to protect others, to protect loved ones. Um, You know, because I, I don't, unfortunately, listening to those people who appear to know what they're talking about, like it's not going away anytime soon. So... Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I think big thanks to Noah yeah. for talking about it. That was very, um, selfless of him. Yeah. To get on the, well, that's yes. And for people like he's a comedian, like he's funny, he's an entertainer. Absolutely. Um, but like he's struggling, like yeah. I could just hear it. Yeah. He's not feeling good. And that's six days in. So I was just like, oh, geez. Yeah. Um, I almost felt bad talking to him for as long as we did because I'm sure he was just wiped. Yeah. But check out Noah and Alyssa's new podcast. The world, the world according, according to Noah Savage. Noah Savage. Yeah. <laughs> so you, if you want, if you want more it's very uh, funny. topical coronavirus talk, check it out. It's great. Well, I'm, it's not all on coronavirus. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. But I mean, <laughs> A lot of rea- reality TV. Yes. Yes. Talking there, which I love personally. Yeah. And they're just funny. I could just sit and listen to those guys all day anyway. So yeah, they have a lot of funny friends too. Very true. All comedians. Yep. Do you think we're the least 
funny friends that those two have? Not the least funny, but (laughs) we're down there. You have someone in mind? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. I think that's a good place to end. Sonia thinks that uh, one of Noah's friends is less funny than us. (laughs) Should we wrap it up here? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back at it next week with another Noah episode, but that one's going to be a bit more lighthearted, but you know what? We'll give an update on how he's doing yeah. in the wrap up section. Yeah. Um, because you know, people are going to want to know. So until then, uh, stay quarantined, stay safe. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.